Welcome to the weekly podcast at Second Ponce de Leon Baptist Church. My name is Doc Hollingsworth. I'm senior pastor of this great congregation, and we're delighted that you've joined us. Our prayer for you is that as you listen to this message, you might feel closer to God and closer to God's hope for you. God is big. God is sovereign. God is just gigantic and powerful in our lives. This month, I hope that you have enjoyed us exploring the detail-oriented God. Of course, we know God is sovereign. We know God is big. We know God is powerful. But this month, we have sought to look at God in a different way, to look at how detail-oriented God is. And I pray that has hit home like it has hit home for me in each of every one of your lives. Well, today, we look together to 2 Samuel chapter 7, verses 8 through 17. And as we look at this passage of scripture, it's important that we note that God outlines all the details of our lives. And so when I think about God outlining the details of my life, I admit to you that I am always open to a surprise. Good surprises, they add to our lives. Unexpected blessings are amazing. But I have a problem, and you probably feel the same way. I have a big problem with bad surprises. Things like unexpected job loss, thinking about a hurricane that demolishes everything, and finding yourself in the midst of danger is not a surprise that any of us want to welcome. Those surprises, they add questions to our faith and doubt to our minds. Good surprises like payment raises and birthday parties and promotions, they're fantastic. But how we deal with the good surprises along with the bad surprises, they do indeed matter. Who we run to and what we cling to and even what we believe during these times, it is important. So allow me to submit and suggest to you today that God uses good and bad surprises indeed to form us. He uses these surprises in our lives to develop us and to help us grow into the people he wants us to be. See, in the pain, friends, you have to understand that God is still moving. In the hurt, I promise you, God is inviting us to cling to him ever the more. God does not create evil, but God is right with us, right by our side, even in the bad circumstances of life, helping us get through it. So again, allow me to suggest to you that the detail-oriented God is so amazing that God is able to use even the bad details of our life to birth our purpose. And we see this true in 2 Samuel chapter 7 verses 8 through 17. Now, friends, you may be going through a season where you have experienced back to back to back bad surprise, <laughs> surprises. You may possibly believe that doubting God is exactly all there is. But hear me out today. Don't 
get away from your browser. Hear me out, because I promise today you're going to be encouraged by 2 Samuel chapter 7, verses 8 through 17. You see, a little background about 2 Samuel is that it is a continuation of the book 1 Samuel. In 24 chapters, this historical book, actually written around 900 BC, details for us how God actually outlines the life of David. Friends, things may catch us by surprise, but they never catch God by surprise. Three things that I learned at Vacation Bible School at the age of eight is this. God sees, God knows, and God cares. If you can keep that in your mind, no matter the bad surprises of life, no matter the good surprises, God sees, God knows, and God cares. So let's travel today to 2 Samuel 7, verses 8 through 13. And we notice in verses 8 through 12, this truth, God details our elevation. God details our elevation. Friends, I'm gonna ask you a big question. I want you just to type yes in the comment section. You can even do it now prematurely. Here's the question. Do you wanna be successful? Do you wanna be promoted or elevated in life? Type yes. We all do. We all want that success, those elevation moments, those promotions. Truthfully, we want them so badly that we often have a hard time observing elevation in other people's lives. We sometimes become jealous due to another person receiving a blessing before we do. It's so easy to find yourself disliking someone just because they obtain a similar blessing before it ever strikes your doorstep. But chill out for a moment and realize this, that God is not only the author of your purpose, but God is also the manager of your purpose. Can I say that once more? God is not only the author of your purpose, but God is also the manager of your purpose. What does this mean? I'm glad you asked. It means that God is in charge of when success or elevation happens for any of us. God details when and how this elevation or success actually looks like. You know what our job is? It's to be faithful. Mm -hmm. See, we can make all the plans in the world. We can have babies by this time. We can have a house in our mind by this time. We can supposedly have to be a CEO by this time. But guess what? It's God's plans that will prevail. David can attest to this right here in 2 Samuel 7, verses 8 through 12, as a truth teller by the name of Nathan helps David understand how God is authoring and outlining his life. Listen to what scripture tells us. Now then, tell my servant David, this is what the Lord Almighty says. I took you from the pasture, from tending the flock, and appointed you ruler over my people Israel. I have been with you wherever you have gone, and I have cut off all your enemies from before you. Now, I will make your name great, like the names of the greatest men on earth, and I will provide a place for my people Israel and will plant them so that they can have a home of their own and no longer be disturbed. Wicked people will not oppress them anymore as they did at the beginning and have done ever since the time I appointed leaders over my people Israel. 
I will also give you rest from all your enemies. The Lord declares to you that the Lord himself will establish a house for you. When your days are over and you rest with your ancestors, I will raise up your offspring to succeed you, your own flesh and blood, and I will establish his kingdom. Friends, I know there is so, so many words in those verses. You're probably saying, oh my God, Josh, I didn't ever think you were gonna stop reading. But check this out, we're gonna break this down because this is so applicable to us. You see, God has expressed in detail the plan for elevation in David's life. I love what God shows us here because not one time does it say that David has to do something himself. Now, one time does it say that David is in charge of doing anything. All it says is what God will do, what God has outlined, what God has detailed, and David is to remain faithful. Don't miss that, friends. I want you to hang on to that truth for dear life. If we are able to live in faith, God is more than able to bless us abundantly. God not only has details for David's life, but he has a detailed plan for elevation for your life and my life as well. Don't believe me? Look, scripture validates this thing, friends. All we have to do is go look at Jeremiah 29, 11. In Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. God is speaking. Plans for prosperity and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. Do you hear that? God has a plan to elevate us to prosperity, not have us wallow in disaster. But if that didn't do it for you, go over to Paul's words in the New Testament of 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. The text says, but just as it is written, things which eye has not seen and ear has not heard and which have not entered the human heart, all that God has prepared for those who love him. Friends, I love that scripture because it proves to us that if we remain faithful to God, God handles the rest. See, in this text of 2 Samuel, God is detailing the life, the plan, the promise, and the future for David's life. God is simply saying, hey, David, I got a plan for elevation for you. I just need you to be faithful. So let's apply it to our lives. If you're watching this, I want to just say something to you that I had God tell me this week. Put the stress down. Stop being so full of anxiety. Stop allowing fear to rule your heart and stop allowing fear to control your life. God has much more for each and every one of us than to sit around jealous of what someone else has. He has more for us than to walk around hating people just because our elevation timeline does not meet someone else's timeline. Friends, God has blessings of elevation for each and every one of us. That's why in John 10 and 10, he said, I came that you may have a life and have it more abundantly. Friends, God is such an abundant God that he doesn't bless you with the residue. He doesn't bless you with the crumbs. God blesses you with a personalized, tailored-made blessing for your purpose and your life. So here's the question, do you have the faith for your blessing? Do you have the faith for your elevation? Because if you have the faith, God has the provision. <laughs> the test is not 
if God can do it. In fact, the test is actually, can we have faith? Because if we are willing to trust God, God is able to detail and outline our life in such a way that our elevation will eventually come into fruition. And so friends, we see from our text today, right here in 2 Samuel that Nathan tells David, get ready because God has a detailed plan for your elevation. And guess what? If he has a detailed plan for David's life, he has a detailed plan for your life and mine as well. But look with me in verses 13 through 17. And we're gonna notice that God relentlessly and unconditionally journeys with us. I'm gonna say that once more, God relentlessly and unconditionally journeys with us. Friends, I'm gonna hit the rewind button right now and take you back to Josh's childhood for a moment. I remember one time and many times actually in my life that I would ponder if there was anything I could ever do to stop my parents from loving me. I wanted to know that. The reason I wanted to know this was because I wanted to know what that action was and I wanted to strive never to do it because I had it pretty good. Well, one day I got the courage to actually ask my mom and dad. I said, mom, dad, I got a question for you. They said, yes. I said, is there anything I could ever do to stop you all from providing for me, loving me, caring for me, being my parents, you know? <laughs> they said, both of them, no and you would never be in charge of that. <laughs> Friends, the same is true with our loving God. God travels with us relentlessly and unconditionally, and no matter where we go, no matter if we want God there or not, God is with us. He has unconditional love for us. He relentlessly pursues us, and we find this to even be true right here in verse 13 of 2 Samuel 7. The text makes mention that he shall build a house for my name and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be a father to him and he will be a son to me. When he does wrong, I will discipline him with a rod of men and with strokes of sons of mankind. But my favor shall not depart from him as I took it away from Saul, whom I removed from you. Your house and your kingdom shall endure before me forever your throne shall be established forever. In accordance with all these words and all of this vision, so Nathan spoke to David. Friends, it's in verses 13 through 17, where we see five huge things that I need to raise for your consideration. The text makes mention, the first thing is this, that God says, David, you will be successful. That's good news, isn't it? <laughs> the second thing he says is that God will be a father to him. The third thing he says is that when he does wrong, God will discipline him. Fourth is this, God's favor will be upon David's life. Fifth is this, David will have longevity as king. Isn't this amazing news that this text brings forth? It's amazing because God has taken the time to, in his detail-oriented way, to literally plan out David's whole life. But God has already factored in that David's not perfect. <laughs> Y'all, that is gigantically great news because God outlines the details of not only David's life, but God also outlines the details of our lives. 
friends, this is miraculously magnificent because as God has a plan for David's imperfections, we have to get hallelujah happy because God has a plan even for our imperfections. What I love is that not once in this text do we hear that David can do anything wrong and God's going to leave him. <laughs> what I love is that we see that God has a plan even for his imperfections. It says that when David reveals his imperfections, God will discipline him, but his favor will not depart from him. No, this doesn't mean that you need to live any kind of way, but what it does mean is that God already has a plan for your imperfections. You may say, well, Josh, what do you mean? <laughs> it means that God is going to discipline you, but the plan is so much bigger than just you. I want you to understand before we reveal the plan, who is also a person, understand this, that God loves us so much that he journeys with us. The old saints would say he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I am his own. That's true. But guess what? The hymn writer not only had it right, but scripture validates how God relentlessly and unconditionally journeys with us. Where in scripture? I'm about to show you. Go over to Psalm 91 verse 11 and the text says this, for God will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. God's got an angel, an army full of angels that are gonna walk with you, protect you, provide for you and guide you. But if that didn't do it for you, stay in the Psalms, but flip over to Psalm 119 verse 105. And this text says, your word is a lamp for my feet and a light for my path. That means that God sees you in darkness and is gonna provide a pathway and a light to get you out of darkness. But what I love, if that didn't do it for you, go over to Proverbs chapter three, verses five and six, and that familiar verse tells us to trust in the Lord with all our heart and lean not on our own understanding in all our ways, acknowledge him and God will make our paths straight. Friends, God journeys with us. He journeys with us because he cares about us. And wherever we may travel to, God is right there. But as I read this text of 2 Samuel chapter 7, verses 8 through 17, I said, man, God has outlined some big things in David's life. But there was one word that tripped me up, and it was an F word that said forever. I couldn't understand that. I said, well, how is it that David gets these forever type of blessings? What are you talking about in the text? How is it because how could he live forever but have all of these imperfections? My brother David slept with Bathsheba. He got Uriah killed. How, God, is this <laughs> that you could say forever? Well, <laughs> then I start reading in scripture and God began to speak because I started reading in scripture and I found out that the same David who had all of these imperfections slept with a married woman. The same David who had all of these imperfections and got Uriah killed. The same David who lied to tell another lie and told another lie. This same David God was going to use to in his lineage to birth the savior of the entire world by the name of Jesus. You know Jesus, the one 
one who came down 42 generations seeking to save sinners like you and I. You know Jesus, the one who they hung him high and stretched him wide. He hung his head and for us he died. You know Jesus, the one who literally said, I, I will dine with Zacchaeus and I'll dine with the prostitute and I'll dine with the people that you don't like and even the leper, I'll shake his hand too. That Jesus is the one who was the savior and is the savior of the entire world. And he was birthed through the lineage of an imperfect vessel by the name of David. And what this teaches us today is that God is so detailed that he says, you know what, David, in all your imperfections, you can be imperfect and I will still use you. This is applicable to us because we don't get it right. We think wrong thoughts. We say wrong things. We're jealous of some people when they get blessed before us. We don't know how to rest because we have unhealthy ambition, but through it all, the Lord can still use us because he has a plan, not only for your elevation, but he had a plan for your salvation. And it came in the form of Jesus. And so friends, I, I'm gonna take it from old Kanye's book and say, everything I'm not make me everything I am. See, you have to understand that maybe your quirks and mess ups is not something that you need to be scared of. It may be a part of God building your testimony. So there have been times, even in my life, where I've messed up on a larger scale. And I've wondered if I would ever be able to share the gospel, if I was even worthy to share the gospel. And one day, my mother told me, baby, go read Romans 8, verse 28. And that text tells us, and we know, that God causes all things to work together for the good of those who love the Lord and who are called according to his purpose. Friends, this means that even in my bad times, the Lord will use it. Even in my good surprises, the Lord will use it. Friends, know this isn't a license for you to live any kind of way you want. We should all strive to be obedient, but check this, God doesn't want your perfection, God needs your obedience. That's what God is telling David here. So if you're a perfectionist, I want you to stop beating yourself up because God uses our mess ups and our success to birth and manifest our purpose. Friends, we serve a loving and detailed God who ties together in such an intricate manner all of our life to help us with our purpose. And so friends, as we prepare to close today, I just want you to think about that. Because you may be watching this and you may say, God can never use me. Maybe you drink, maybe you smoke, maybe you cuss a little bit, maybe you do all type of stuff. Guess what? God can use you because God loves you so much that he provides for you in such a way that he won't let you stay there. Mm. And so friends, the question I have is that we've heard David's story. We've heard about how God outlined his life, but I wanna ask whoever's watching this, do you have a relationship with Jesus? The one who, through this imperfect vessel, God birthed in his lineage. Because I want you to know he came to earth not to die for just Christians of old, 
but to die for you personally. And he did die and he was resurrected for you. And so friends, if you don't know Jesus, I invite you to come into relationship with Jesus from right where you are. And you can do so by repeating a prayer after me. If you're ready, I'm ready to say it. Let's pray together. I admit that I'm a sinner in need of God's love. I believe that Jesus died for me. And I confess that Christ is the Lord of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, if you have any prayer requests, let us know. We want to hear what God is doing in your life and encourage you along the way. And so friends, today, as we prepare to leave, here is the takeaway. God desires our obedience and works through our imperfection. Friends, in this week, hey, you're going to mess up. You're not perfect and God's not asking you to be because he has a plan for your elevation, your salvation, but also your matriculation. And so friends, as we prepare to leave, if you would like to sow into this ministry, feel free to do so at spdl.org. But remember that God desires our obedience and is able to work through our imperfections. Have a great week. Thanks for joining us. If you live in the Atlanta area or visiting Atlanta, come and worship with us in person on Sundays at Second Ponstelian Baptist Church.